Free. 
God. This is, this is how we wait on the Lord right here. We just wait on the Lord. We involve ourselves in worship and praise and let God strengthen you. Let the Spirit of God strengthen you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Y'all may be seated. Brother Kevin's going to sing for us today. God to bless Brother Kevin as he sings. He's a talented guy over here. He can play everything there is, you know. So ask for God to help him today. Praise the Lord, everybody. Um, this is a song called Prodigal. Um, it's written from uh, God's perspective. You know, it doesn't matter how far you've gone. Uh, you can always, you know, he's as close as a mention of his name. He's never far. And so, um, worship the Lord with me as I sing.
you, Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes, that said when the prodigal son came to himself, he headed back home and the father seen him afar off and headed his way. Couldn't even wait for him to get all the way there. He was going to meet him, meet him on the road. That's how good God is. You don't have to complicate this gospel. Just turn your heart and your life over to God and watch him. Watch him work it all out for you. He'll do it. He'll do it. It's not that big of a hill. You can't look at it as an impossibility. He's right there waiting for you. He's a good God. He loves everybody. Telling my wife the other day, you know, the people get hung up on the, it'll say the wrath and the cup of wrath, and they'll read Revelations, and they'll put it over here with Isaiah or Ezekiel, and they'll cobble all this stuff together, and God cares about everybody. If the, if the Bible says that God loves you, he loves you. If he says he's no respecter of persons, he's no respecter of persons. That cup of wrath is for sin. He can't, he can't have that sin. He's pouring that out on the, on the sin of this world and the wrongs of this world, not on the people. He wants everybody to come to him. He wants everybody to be saved. He loves everybody here today. He wants everybody to find this. Praise the Lord. Time for Brother Erickson. Doing all the heavy lifting again today. This is a good pastor. I say this all the time, but I, I mean it with all sincerity. Him and Sister Erickson are great people. They've, been, they've helped me out so much spiritually. I see the bigger picture now. Me and my wife's grown so much in the last couple of years just on understanding what it's all about, not to get hung up in the wrong places here. And uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate this man of God. I can trust him. I trust him. Praise the Lord. Thank you, John. Yes. $5. $5, it's worth it. Praise the Lord, everyone. Well, so far we've kept Brother Stevens awake. I'm, I feel like that's, I feel like we're doing good so far. I was a little worried about that. He was threatening me this morning. <laughs> I want to have you stand. I'm going to read a number of verses. All of these verses around this one topic that I'll get into today with you. I, I um, was prepared with a message this morning that I was going to preach, and, and um, even to this moment, I feel like I should preach it also because it was on the peace of God, all that's been said with Rebecca this morning. But I, I am confident that the Lord was talking to me today about this. And I, uh, this shouldn't scare you. It should give you uh, a greater understanding. I hope, again, our goal is to try to connect the dots in your life with your, with your walk with God. Chris, it's great to have you today. Looking forward to get to know you. I hope we can um, have time to uh, see that new house when it's built. Amen. It's a shame you weren't over in Sunday school this morning. I was talking about two buildings, and it would have been handy to have for an illustration. Uh, so Leviticus, wow, talking about the law, here we go. Leviticus chapter 4, verse number 2. Um, the Bible said, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done and shall do anything or uh, shall do against any of them. And I, I want you to realize I know that I'm not giving you the rest of the story in verse, the next verse. I'm just talking about what the Bible talks about this sin of ignorance. Okay, so I'm, I'm jumping now down to verse 13. And if the whole congregation First it was 
speak unto the children of Israel. Okay, now the topic is, and if the whole congregation of Israel sin through ignorance, and the thing be hid from the eyes of the assembly, and they have done somewhat against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which should not be done and are guilty. Again, I'm not giving you the full story of what they said to do. Verse 22, when a ruler hath sinned and done somewhat through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord his God concerning things which should not be done and is guilty. Verse 27, and if any of the common people sin through ignorance, while he doeth somewhat against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done and be guilty. In verse 5, chapter 5, verse 15, And if a soul commit a trespass and sin through ignorance in the holy things of the Lord, then he shall bring, uh, he shall bring for his trespass unto the Lord a ram without blemish out of the flocks with an estimation by shekels of silver after the shekel of the sanctuary for a trespass offering. Now I'm not getting into the weeds today about what they were to do for the sin of ignorance. I just wanted you to be sure that you knew what's in there. <laughs> I wanted you to be sure that you realized that even when they didn't know they were doing wrong and they were guilty, something had to be done. How about this? You'll never go to heaven dumb. Just tripped and fell into heaven. Accidentally. Just stumbling along one night and just hit a crack in the road. And here I am. God was so careful. He was so interested in the people. These laws are for people. Then he said, even if you have done something you didn't even know it, I'm going to make sure we take care of this. Because I want you to be able to walk with the Lord. I want to be sure that you can have confidence in your salvation. I don't want there to be any question marks today in your life. So, the saying that says ignorance is bliss is not the kind of bliss you want. <laughs> All right, so let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. I pray today that you would touch every heart. Lord, you're not here to condemn anyone. But Lord, as we talk about sin today, I pray that you would encourage, that you would uplift, you would give us hope. Lord, I pray that you'd bless today, for we ask it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, that your spirit flow in this place. Lord, I pray that you would take all authority. Lord, any, any evil thought, every wrong attitude, any uh, demonic expression, anything, Lord, contrary to the word of life. I pray, Lord, that you would bring it, Lord, into subjection. Lord, I pray that you would bind it. And I pray, Lord, that there would be freedom in the Holy Ghost here today for God's will to be done. For we ask it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated.
So just bear with my pea-picking mind here today. It's small. But I, I kind of feel like I'm a normal person. And I want to know some answers in the Word of God. I want to understand some things. And I by no means can tell you all the answers. I'm not smart enough to do that. But I do feel like the Lord reveals little bits and pieces to us. Amen. And gets, gives us understanding that helps us in our pursuit. Sin is God's idea. He allowed it to be in the thinking and mentality of human lives. It's not good versus bad. It's not good versus evil. It's sin or not sinning. Sin was made by God. And even God took great care to define sin in respect to his word. You'd be hard-pressed to keep sin out of the word of God. And let's be clear today, all have sinned. You're in a good group of people today because every one of us are guilty. Now there's nobody here pure and crystal clean. We're kidding ourselves. If a man say he hath not sinned, he is a liar, and he deceives himself. You're deceived if you think you're this snowy, white, little, perfect thing. Thank God the Lord has a way to, to help us, because how else are we going to change? God made man that we could change today. To hear Brother John talk, you know, Eight years ago, we may not have wanted to know him. Not being ugly, I'm, I'm talking about some things he's, he's told us over time. A background, a past, that, that he was not in control of himself. He was not uh, facing issues. He was running from them. I don't mean to pick on John. I should be talking about Kevin Erickson, where I was in the same shoes years ago. So sin was made by God to to, uh, have a way, an avenue that would change mankind and make us more like him. Yes, when he made us, he gave us the ability to choose. uh, But God could not stop with mere choice because he knew we would make some wrong choices. And the problem with sin is that it never stops in one place in our life. And it's like cancer that moves into all. It's like yeast when you take a little dab and put it in a whole ball of dough. And eventually, if you give it time, it will totally encompass and fill that thing full of yeast. So the Bible uses yeast as an example of sin. It's truly the the snowball at the top of the Appalachian Mountains that somehow in the right circumstances could be cast off the edge and and little by little it picks up momentum until it becomes something that is deadly. An avalanche destroys trees, destroys vegetation, destroys everything in its wake. We live in a time, even today, that is mentioned in scriptures when the Bible says when righteousness is condemned, when good is hated, 
when evil is encouraged, even delighted in. What a vile world we're living in right now. But that doesn't deplete the Christian. It just simply gives us the advantage of seeing God's plan in our lives. You see, sin was meant to be good. Poke your neighbor and tell him sin is good. If you understand, <laughs> it's what you leave behind. <laughs> A very simple definition of sin in, uh, in the past I've heard is simply missing the mark of God. In other words, not fulfilling your, uh, what God intended or what was possible in your life. But uh, we see a nation falling apart today primarily because that we have left the definition of right and wrong. And I'm not here to talk about the United States today. I'm, I'm getting off that in just a moment. But I, I just want to say when our legislators are no longer upholding the law, that's dangerous. When our judges are no longer holding everyone who is guilty by the same rule, that's dangerous. When we're living in a time when schools and colleges are adjusting their protocol and the requirements so that those who are doing wrong are free to do wrong, and those who would stand for right are limited and put into a corner. Man's world was meant so that character could develop and grow. So that his very works could be noted and seen that he is truly someone who has done something well or right. These are the things that are supposed to speak loudest in our day and hour that we're living. We should be applauding those who are doing things that are righteous, that are true, that are good. But now it's becoming more and more the color of our skin. Or a sexual persuasion or perspective. Now it's about feelings, situation ethics. Dealing with circumstances because, well, if you just understood, Pastor, the situation I was in, you would have done it too. I'm just saying these things to show you that's some of the issues we're dealing with. We're letting the prisoners go free so they can re uh, reoccur and do the same things they were doing before. And we're binding those who seemingly are without fault. You see, it's sin that defines our future. That's why God allowed it to be in our life. It's, it's kind of like we talked about rock people and sand people. It's, it still goes back to the same decision-making process. God wants us today to live a life that is free from sin. He wants us to live a life today, not because we're good, but because he is good. Not because we are sinless, but because we have an avenue to the Father. We can come boldly to the throne room of God and find a present help in time of trouble. I can get up tomorrow morning, and even though I'm human, and I've made some stupid mistakes, I can get up and I can say, blessed be the name of the Lord. I will trust him, and I will not be afraid afraid 
No matter what society says today, the Bible has not changed. Right and wrong has not changed. Now, I'm not here today, and I'm not implying that this message should go any farther than these four walls. <laughs> what I mean to say is I'm not sure it would work very well in D.C. right now. But the Bible says, let a man's yea be yea, and, a, and his nay be nay. God wanted us to come to a place where we would face adversity, where we would go up to our problem, and we would look it in the eye and say, this is what's going to happen. Kevin Erickson, you're wrong. It's time to change because God is worth everything in my life. The Bible says that when we hide our sins, we are not wise. But we live in a world today where the secret things are now becoming great value. I'll tell you why. The Bible talks about sexual things in the Bible. Uh, 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 sweet waters are, uh, of course, I can't think of the verse right off. I can't quote it to you. Uh, um, anyway, Proverbs. But anyways, the, the meaning simply, if I allow me to give you my definition, that stolen waters are sweet. That's what it says. Stolen waters. That's talking about sexual exploits done outside of marriage. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, there's a payoff to that. Yeah, gets you happy. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, you can walk around and say you've got the prettiest girl or whatever it is. There's a lot of payoffs to those things. But we understand today that when you talk about the definition of sin, that sin where it began in your life is not going to end there. But it continues to touch your mind. What happens when you can never settle down with a woman and love her and care for her and build your life together? Because you still have to have that stolen water. What happens when, you know, she's put on 10 years now and she's not the same as she was when I married her? Gonna have to get a new one. How perverse is that? God, how somehow, how's Brother Foster saying? He, he uh, gave my wife a moment of, of um, insanity, yeah, so, he, so she would marry him and gave him a moment of, of um, uh, saline or, or salient understanding, and, and he jumped and married her as fast as he could. <laughs> David came to a place, we, we know the story of Bathsheba and, and him killing Bathsheba's husband for his lust. And we know that there was a period of time until finally the prophet came and said and began to tell David about a story of a, of a poor shepherd who had only but one lamb that he loved. He loved her. And one day a traveler came. You got to watch those travelers. And they came, and, and, and it was chosen that he would have to give his one lamb in order to appease and make the traveler look and feel good and comfortable. 
And David heard that story and he said, it's not right. That person has done wrong. How could they ever ask that? There are thousands of sheep they could have given to that traveler. And the prophet looked at him and stuck his bony finger in his face and said, thou art the man. You took what was precious from someone. And David, David, that man after God's own heart, that man that was wise in his own way, he said this to the Lord in Psalms 51. He said, I want to be sure you understand, God, that I've sinned against you and you only. Everything I've done was wrong. I am facing my sin. I am dealing with the issue in my life right now. Oh, David, you're a wise man. You see, here's the issue. The sins of our life, we have to be careful because they all are attached back to God's word. And his word is all attached back to God's covenant with man. So I don't care if you're talking about stealing a pencil or if you're talking about robbing a bank. I don't care if you're talking about something that where you look upon a woman incorrectly as she passes by or you're jumping in bed with them. I don't care how light or how major it is. Uh, the Bible says that everything passes back through to this realization that God wants a covenant with man. He wants to build a relationship with you that is beautiful and he's got to take care of the sin question in your life. And the only way God can take care of that sin question is that somehow he's got to make you aware that everything that you would do wrong comes back to his relationship with God. There are religions today that have, have a way of taking uh, some sins and saying they're, they're, they're lighter. They don't mean as much. And there are some sins that are heavy weight that are really important. But let me tell you today, if you don't have an understanding of wanting to be right with God, there's something wrong, and eventually you'll come on something in your life that's a temptation, and it will draw you away. Because somehow you're not able to define how important it is under the circumstances that you're in. You'll look at that situation, and you'll say, oh, it's a light thing. Everybody's doing it. I just did it once. I'm preaching today to talk to a church that loves God and to tell you today, oh, God wants you to be aware oh, that this thing, this whole kingdom of God, the church of the living God, hates sin because God hates sin. And our goal today is that I will never be perfect in the eyes of the world that says uh, perfect means you never sin. I can't guarantee that. I can't promise that. I'm a human being. But I'll tell you this. It's in my heart today to be upright before my God. Let your words speak integrity today. Let your lifestyle speak your faith and your walk of, with God today. Let there be a walk with God today that is defined on Monday and Tuesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday when you aren't going to church and realize today, ah, I love God. 
When Joseph could be in that foreign land among foreign people, his brothers hate his guts. They threw him in a pit and sold him into slavery. And all these bad things are happening. And then Potiphar's wife comes and tries to lay with him. How can I do this against my God? That's the spirit God wants us to have. That's the thing that says there's a difference in this Christian life than there is in the one I used to live as in the world. I care about pleasing God in my life. I don't, I'm not saying this today to, to say that God showed me that something is wrong in the church. On the contrary, that's absolutely not true. I'm just preaching to try to show you what I feel like God has is, is penetrated my thought process with, that he wants us to want the same things he wants. You see, sin will always have yesterday, today, and forever in your life. And you're competing with what God wants to be your yesterday, today, and forever. For you will never, once you did it yesterday, you will never forget it. You'll have to deal with its consequences today and how you feel about yourself, how bold you are, what kind of a Christian you are. And your tomorrow is affected because you know you're not really sure. You're just hoping for the grace of God. Somehow his mercy will help me. That's not what God wants us to do. God wants us to face it. God wants us to repent. That's the power of repentance. It's not a one-time thing in Acts 2.38. Oh, it's realizing today that because I hate sin, I am careful to keep my heart right with God. And that's what these verses in Leviticus are all about, the sin of ignorance. When I didn't even know what I did, David said, Lord, keep me from my secret faults. Talking about things in his life that he didn't even know about, Chris. Things that he maybe have done wrong and he, didn't even, he wasn't even aware. It wasn't like he did it on purpose. It wasn't like he was saying, take that God. We're just trying to live life in it. Hey, bit him. And God said, I'm going to make sure that there's a sacrifice. There's a way for Israel to take care that they never have to worry about the sin question in their life. And my friend, that only comes through commitment and devotion and living for God. Hebrews jumps over in 10 and tells us there was almost no, uh, almost the blood sacrifice of old in the Old Testament almost covered all the needs of God's people. But then it goes on to say, but there's something wrong because a man's conscience still bothered him when he did wrong. I know what I did. It's affecting my day. It's grieving me about tomorrow. And so God wants us to be the ultimate Christian today is the, is the one who cares about your sin. I'm not talking about anybody else's around you. This isn't so that you can find, yeah, let me, let me help you with some things I've seen in your life. No, no, no. We don't need any doctor whoever's. What we need is someone that says, ha, ah, I'm catching on now. 
I need to be that vessel that says, not my will, but thy will be done. The Bible said that who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Let me talk to you about the joy that Jesus saw even before he went through all the pangs of his beard plucked and ripped, the, the cat of nine tails flaying his body, his weakness, the, the, the chastisement, the, the vile things that people said all around him and spat on him. But something greater than all of that was his incredible knowledge that in 2023, Dee Dee could live in a life where she wasn't worried about the sin question. It wasn't done it, got the t-shirt, now I'm through. No, no, more than ever a Christian needs to realize that today, today, I need to care about my relationship with God. So I'm not really preaching a sin on anyone here today. I don't think that's true. I don't think it's necessary. I'm saying to you, if you thought that you got the Holy Ghost and now you could just go through life and everything was covered, you're, you're wrong. Because if you're not dealing with these questions in your life, then you're not yet taking advantage of God's word, his love, his strength in your life. David's looking for another David here today that's saying, God, it was me. And I want to make sure that I'm taking care of this in my life. Because I want to walk with God that is full of faith and love encouragement. No matter what the situation I'm facing, I, wanna, I want joy unspeakable and full of glory in my relationship with God. Would you stand with me today? If you have sinned, if you are covering up sin in your life, then I want to challenge you today. You don't have to say a thing to me. I'm nobody. But you've got to get with God. And you've got to start communicating that you are facing the things that you've done wrong. Oh, Brother Erickson, I repented when I, when, before I got the Holy Ghost. Yeah, if that's the only time you've repented, you're in trouble too. Because we have to daily, daily prepare our hearts and lives so that God can have victory in our life. Oh, you want to be a dynamic church, Chelsea? You will, and you are a dynamic church when you handle sin in your life correctly. You want to be dynamic? You won't know the power of the Holy Ghost until you no longer have binding chains around your neck from your yesterday. You'll never know freedom to move in the Spirit of God until you can finally leave behind the chains of old and live for God. Live for God. God has called us today to be careful. I don't want you to become like some sort of a 10-step process like Alcoholics Anonymous, Anonymous, where they, you know, say, I'm still an alcoholic. <laughs> Every time, as years go by, I'm still an alcoholic. God wants to, to set you free. If you've, if you've taken care of the sins of the past, awesome. But if they're in your consciousness, if they're in your mind, then there may be something more you need to do to feel like you have taken care of it thoroughly 
And this is something I can't judge you on. I can just tell you today, you'll know when you are forgiven by the way that you live for God. Because sin has everything to do with your future. Praise God. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you feel like today, but I want to open at least this altar. If you want to come down and praise great, if you want to pray, fine. I, I just want us to be able to seek God today. Ignorance is not bliss. God, God is calling us today to be a people. All that have settled it, I settled it long ago, long ago, long ago. The old account was settled long ago. My record's clear today. Amen. Amen. So I don't know, why don't you step out of your pew today and come down. I'm not asking you to boo-hoo at an altar. I just want you to release. I want you to renew and commit yourself. You need to devote yourself to God. You need to stop holding back and say yes to him. God wants you to be an on-fire person in this church. And the only way that happens is for you to say, Lord, I am totally yours. I am living for God. That's the challenge today, folks. Ignorance, you can't hide that. Ultimately, even that will come forth and we will be judged. But I'm not saying that to hold anything over your head. I just want you to be free today. I want you to be a part of a church that's on fire for God. I want you to be involved in a church today that's got its eyes on saving a world, changing the dynamics of our city, amen, of being a church that will truly be a city, a light set on a hill, amen. We aren't better than anyone else in this town. Brother Mike, we are not better than anyone else in this town. But our perspective could be much better. I, I'm not measuring myself, Sister Tracy, by the sins of other people if I've had fewer or greater. That's, that's foolish. That's, that's impossible. But I care today that I'm handling them like God wants me to handle them. Amen. And I understand we started with repentance, and that was good, and that was correct. I'm not doing away with that X238 experience. I'm just saying, today more than ever, God, let me every day find a place where I can say, truly, Lord, I want to be sure that I'm not harboring something I shouldn't. Resentment comes from my sin. My responses come from my resentment. And today I want victory, Sister Nancy. I want freedom. Brother Chris, I appreciate you. I want victory today. Amen. That's where it's going to come from, Didi, is that I got that thing. I'm not questioning that you settled it a long time ago. I just want to make sure that you're handling it today like God wants you to. Amen. Would you worship him before we close? Lord, I love you and I praise you today. Hallelujah.
I don't want to exist in my disobedience. I want to exist today, Sister Debbie, in my zeal for the Lord, my obedience to the Word. I, I don't want my future colored by my disobedience. I want my future colored by my commitment and that I thoroughly am washed. Amen. That I completely did what God wanted me to do. Amen. God bless you. Is it, you have a song, Susie? I'll let you. Word of God is the path today. He carefully made a way that you could have victory. I might soon forget the death you died for me. That's why I pray, Lord, don't let me stray to Beautiful. Don't let me walk too far from Calvary. Don't spare the agony of Gethsemane. I might soon forget the death you. That's why I pray, Lord, don't let me stray too far from Calvary. The problem today in 2023 is that people don't correlate their sin with disobeying God. That's the problem. It's fun, it's cool. It's peer pressure. Everybody's doing it. I was required. Isn't it just normal as human beings? Everyone sins, never realizing that God has given you an opportunity to make steps in Him through your victory over your sin. And I am wise enough today to know that I started over 43 years ago is it possible? Um, a long time ago, that's when I was born. <laughs> I started, I repented, I got baptized, God filled me with the Holy Ghost. God took me out of Egypt, but it's taken him every single year, every single day, every single hour, every single second to ever get Egypt out of Kevin Erickson. And I'm not there yet. Pray for me. I'm assuming that that's probably true in your life too. And so that's why this message today of sin is so important. You can't just do away with it because I did it way back when. It's got to be hot on the, on the topics today. Not because we're bad, but because we love God. We want God to do great things in our life. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Let everyone know, shake Chris's hand. Great to have him today. 
and uh, the Lord bless you. Brothers and sisters, Providence family, we are so glad you all are back where you belong, and uh, we're glad that you're here. Amen. God bless you today. Kevin, thank you for that good song. That was beautiful today.